I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first league warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello listeners and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units Podcast. We've got another big week of group racing and we're going to preview that in Salt Specs where we're going to look at races across four states. We've got the Salt and Supper, Pack Your Nags, our unit of the week. And as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, the Sultan, Dave Strelaw, who is a little bit frustrated today because the technical issues have arisen once more. Yeah, they have. And I'm blaming everything but myself, of course. And it's actually not my fault. The mic was is giving me all sorts of grief here connecting, but I'll, I let go. You're lucky that you that my mic wasn't working because when I was trying to get it to work before, I let go one of the biggest F-bombs. It was, <laughs> it was nuclear. <laughs> it was one of those ones on cartoons where it like, they, they zoom out to the world and everyone can hear it. It would have blown your head off. Yeah. I had the Bose noise cancelings on today too, so it would have made my eardrums <laughs> But hey, we're look. here now, mate, and, and we can up the ante and, and look into a great weekend of racing. I feel good about it. Hey, we've had you – know, I'll tell you what else I feel good about is the overwhelming response we've had from our English online purchase. So the horse called My Bold Boy, who's going through a bit of a name change at the moment, but – we understand, Salts, there were lots of people, lots of listeners and, and uh, part of the people of the unit army that tried to get involved with this but were turned away because the horse did fill up quickly. But please, there will be plenty more opportunities, we hope, moving forward, Salts. Yeah, definitely. We're keen to keep building the unit army community. Absolutely. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut Combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. All right, it is time, of course, now, Salts, for our first segment of the show, which is the Sultan Supper, where we get opportunities to invite people along from great performances from the week gone by. And I got a couple invites this week, mate. And uh, the first yeah, one, you're I, feeling good, aren't you? First one I want to kick things off with is I want to invite along the connections of Hellfest Salts, who saluted at uh, twenty-one dollars there at the Valley on Friday night. And uh, listeners, in case you missed it. Snapped is two dollars eighty there on Top Sport as well. Yeah, and you know it's just business as usual if that salutes salts. But if mm. Elfest salutes, they will chair me through the streets of Mooney Ponds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you. If that salutes, you can send me a voice memo just going whoop whoop. whoop, yeah. whoop. I'll be footy over, over the top. top. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> and salts. It's fair to say. There were a few voice memos and there were a few <laughs> tweets exchanged from the unit army when Hellfest did fire and win over the top. Yeah, I was pissing myself when it got up as well. Great tip. And yeah, I was glad mine got beaten out of sight because it's like in anything, when you get smacked, it's so much easier to deal with than, than a small loss. If, if Hellfest literally had to come over the top of, of my one that's still running, then it would have been flattening. But 
Yeah, I've been absolutely whoop whooped. <laughs> whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> it's officially on the soundboard now, and it's just part of the show. It's there forever. It's there yeah. with Adam Sandler stingers. It's, I'm it's, glad we can. Well, we've finally brought something to the table that's not Sandler. So <laughs> yeah, well, the connections are coming along. So we're gonna sit there and have supper with the shake. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Hey, I've got another racing one, two salts, and that is I want to invite along. Ben Allen for the ride on Morabi and the group one Oakley played on Saturday. So he was given the keys to dad's Rolls Royce effectively. And uh, for those that grew up in the Northern suburbs of Hobart, like myself, uh, it was more like giving the keys to dad's XR6 Falcon. <laughs> and my old man had an XR6 Turbo. He flipped it once because the turbo kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it would have done about 280,000 Ks as well. <laughs> anyway, he was given the keys to Dad's Rolls Royce, and uh, it's pretty hard to get an opportunity at the moment since the uh, Airbnb crew have returned and they're in fine form. I mean, you've got to look at Jamie Carr; she's flying. She rode four seconds, I think, and you know all those. I think Melham's come back riding absolute peaches. So to get an opportunity for someone like Ben Allen in a Group One and take it, and the well documented stuff around his weight in terms of what he had to shed to to get the ride has been outstanding. So Benny, you get a well deserved invite to the Sultan Supper this week. Yeah, oh, good effort, good good work from Benny, and, and great ride, well deserved. I couldn't believe he had to shed like five or six kilos to get down to fifty four. I didn't realise he always rode so heavy. Another one there, I was thinking about, you mentioned Ben Mullum, who's just absolutely on a tear since he's come back. It's unbelievable. It's like he's written about 40 winners. I, I was thinking about inviting him, but he's just a little bit too naughty. He's so like, naughty. I'm not sure he'd get past security at this stage. He needs to he needs to put some points on the board because before the, the Airbnb gate, he had some indiscretions as well where he's been a bit naughty. So <laughs> good good work coming back and get yeah. well. And he's a good looking fella, actually, Benny. Yeah, he's a rooster. You've got to be a real straight shooter like the two units, those salts, don't you? To... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're straight, real straighty 180s, us boys. But <laughs> he, he doesn't look like uh, some other jockeys are. Benny's actually got not a bad face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Have you got any invites this week, Salty, to the supper? Yeah, I'm actually – we were talking about this the other day and it's a bit of a salt and supper where are they now edition that we're going to finish off and we've got a few people we're going to bring along. We're just wondering where are they now and one I was thinking of the other day was a guy, his YouTube handle went by the name of Doodle Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that all, guy. Yeah, Doodleburger. He made himself famous by taking the Mickey out of Alf yeah. on Home and Away and overdoing his voice. And and when you actually watch those, if you don't have the sound on, you realise that Alf is actually the most for, for a PG rated program on at seven pm. He's the most violent and aggressive character. <laughs> his blood pressure's higher than Marabi's rating. <laughs> <laughs> so he, all he does is just punch people in the face. <laughs> I know he does. He scrubs yeah. kids in the diner. Yeah, so illegal. But there's Doodle, and I remember the. Not in the diner. It's a really nice shirt, though. <laughs> Where'd you get it from, mate? <laughs> oh, that's a ripper. Hey, what about the uh, what about the crazy frog salts? Where do you oh. reckon the crazy frog is now? <laughs> I reckon the crazy frog was your ringtone. Oh, mate, I probably played fifteen bucks for it. You remember 
those those ringtones back in the day, you'd actually pay for them <laughs> yeah. and get them. I saw this meme the other day. It said, me when I was 15, I paid $15 for a ringtone and now my whole life all I'm trying to do is <laughs> is make myself not hear my phone call. <laughs> I thought I was Mozart. I'd get... Um, <laughs> Mozart. Mozart. You had to dial in the <laughs> digits to compose your own polyphonic ringtone on the old... Nokia 33-something. Yeah, 33-15. They were good. Yeah, they were a rip-off, but yeah, yeah, crazy frog. I wonder where he is now. Yeah, pretty good. I think that's a pretty good addition of the where are they now. (laughs) Have you got anyone you want to bring? Anyone else? Yeah, well, I was was actually did want to put it. I could have done just a Google search, but I didn't want to. Macaulay Kaukin is a good one that I wanted to know where he is now. I know he's, he might have, you might have said to me off air that he's had a malign pass, but I was watching Home Alone 2 Lost in New York over Christmas and I was like, where's he now? He's, uh, he was an absolute prodigy. He was the next best thing. I think he's got a BMI now of like seven. He's like the most washed up person. I think he's got a, a, a opioid addiction. So good luck to him. He's probably he probably gets ten mil every Christmas in royalties. So good on oh, him. Ten mil, that's okay. Three yeah. milligrams. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Medical regulation size are what? So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I'm calm. All right, Salts, are you calm? I'm not sure, but it's time for this week's edition of Pack Your Nags, and this is a chance where we get to send things packing from the week gone by, and Salts, uh, there's something that's lobbing here that I'm pretty sure was in another segment recently. Yeah, I'm rescinding a supper invite, and I'm, I'm putting it into Pack Your Nags, and that's the maths producers. Look, they got me early. Okay, there was lots of drama. I was hooked. I wanted to see the dinner party, wanted to see the commitment ceremony. Well, over the past two weeks, it's lost me. It's become tiresome because it's a show of replays. Anyone that watches it knows, all right, no, notice this. They show a scene, they go to the ads, and then they come back and they replay the exact same scene again before they continue on. They replay everything that's happened the day before. 75% of the show's replays. So the maths editors and producers, you, I, I don't want to feed you anymore. I'm rescinding your invite. and. You can pack your nags out of the Sultan special dining room. <laughs> All right. Well, I am just, I just do not watch reality television salts, but I'm going to take your word for that on maths. It's, uh, oh, you, aren't, you, aren't you high and mighty, one of those people? You know what's worse? People that are like, oh, I don't, I don't have TV. I don't watch, <laughs> I don't watch free to air TV, so I wouldn't know. So, you know, yeah, you know so you're my, better than everyone, are you? You know, my nickname is Movies Foot, though. Like, yeah, I love, true. You love I love just watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, that rounds out this week's edition of Pack Your Nags, which means that's enough of the smack for the show. It's time to get into Salt Specs, and we're going to do that on the other side of this break. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time now for Salt Specs. And as always, Salt Specs is proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. We got tips at Randwick, Flemington, Murray Bridge, 
Doombin and even a sneaky couple of tips at the Valley on Friday night. A couple of those tracks have asterisks next to their name at the moment, Salts, and we are going to kick things off at Randwick, and I might get you to talk about the monsoonal crap that's going on up there at the moment. Yeah, well, you've got a feel from, don't you? Some of that stuff that you see, like the stuff you've seen at Lismore up mm. and all the stuff further north, it's 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 actually unbelievable. Like you feel so bad from like the cleanup looks outrageous. But you know, we're not gonna we're gonna try and bring some happy times here. But I'm not sure if if Randwick goes ahead, but the forecast today, Thursday Arvo, did actually get revised to being like piss loads of rain to like less piss loads. So you never know. But it'll be a heavy ten. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually not convinced the inside will be off as you think it would be backing up from last week. The rail moves out from true to six metres. And all of my stuff over the last three or four years from there at six metres, even in the wet, is actually on pace. So be interesting to note as well, you know, depending on how much kickback, like mm. as soon as there's kickback, horses back in the field of cook, like try going for a run and just getting mud splashed in your eye the whole time. You're not going to like it. Mm. So, yeah, let's, let's watch there. I'm going to watch race four uh, okay. to see what's going on. All right. Well, I'm not even going to have a go at the weather because I would have given you dollar ten odds to, that it would have been called off last week. I think oh, those, I was. I think those, everyone was the same. Yeah. So, okay, race four TBA. So let's head to race seven. So it's a bit deeper in the card. Geez, we'll know by then. And that's the Canterbury Stakes Group One Weight for Age over the thirteen hundred meters. Yeah, I like Lighthouse. I'll back her for a unit. There's not a great deal of speed engaged in this race, and and in these conditions, I reckon that favours her. She can produce massive closing fractions. Her only run on a heavy was on a rapidly deteriorating track on her Australian debut, and she won with arrogance. Now, you're thinking it might have been a benchmark race at Kyneton, but in terms of her overall figure, it, of all of her runs in Australia, including a runner-up in a Group 1, a listed win, it's actually her biggest figure. So if there's not much tempo on it, I think that might play against a horse like Forbidden Love, she backs up seven days off an enormous win here on the heavy last week over 1,400. So you know she handles the ground, but has to come back to 1,300. I'm just not sold on the backup and backing trip for her. She's actually quite an excellent fresh horse. Mm. So I think it's a little bit of a throw at the stumps because for a group one, wait for age race, this is actually very weak. So that's Advantage Lighthouse. Look, I'm... I'm petrified of Laura Indices because I, I wanted to follow him off his first up run behind Lost and Running in Australia over 1,200 metres, up 100 metres, probably wants to go to 1,400. I'm just a bit wary of his two fails. Yes, they were at Group 1 levels, but he's got two fails next to his name in Europe, and they were on heavy tracks. So he's handled soft six, but not entirely sold on the 10. I, I think Lighthouse can race on pace, and she proved herself this this level last up behind Tefane in the oar. And this stable, as we know, can can keep them up and going forever. And because Zaki goes down south, now James McDonald rides. So I think she's a good bet, Lighthouse. Yeah, and she's at uh, $4 on Top Sport Lighthouse in the Group 1 Canterbury Stakes up there. And heads to Race 9 now. Uh, it's a Group 3 for the Phillies and Mares over the mile. And uh, you've got something with a bit of value here. Yeah, Lelude. I think Lelude's one of the better value bets in Australia on on Saturday, and just because I, you know, I can get her down down to four bucks, and she backed up 
her magnificent trials when when chasing two really handy ones that were fitter. And she had to dart back to the inside, which was a little inferior. She actually clocked the fastest last thousand meter split of the entire meet. So when you're looking for a horse to step up in trip, it's those, it's the thousand eight hundred. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a a, a two hundred that's that's quick as well. But it's that whole body of work building up to it. So I think she's primed to step up in trip. If she can replicate that today, she's going to have the main dangers settling behind her. A horse like Legay Soleil, who you touch on it a bit. She's definitely going to get back. Kieran McAvoy wrote her a treat last start, but the key to that was just riding her ice cold. So Lelude's going to be in front of her in the run. She doesn't have any second up wins, but it's not really an issue for me because sometimes the stats can can read, can read be a bit misleading. She elevated her rating second up last prep. If she does that today, then she's really hard to beat and she handles handles wet traps, wet tracks, sorry, and, and gets the trip. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll back her for a full unit, Lelude. My boy, Brocky Ryan. It's Brocky Ryan, Lelude, $6.50. And yeah, yep. Salty. Uh, whoop, 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 whoop. Salty <laughs> over the top. Oh, 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 Sorry, mate. I do also That's have trademarked. a... Uh, <laughs> it's trademarked on our soundboard now. And every time I'll just give it one of these. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> 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 um, I do like Legay Soleil in this race, Salts, and it's the only race I'm playing in at Randwick if it goes ahead. And um, yeah, a bit tighter in the market than than yours, but this is a mare with an outstanding record. So particularly on rain-affected ground, um, won really well last start, over 1,300. That was at benchmark 88 level. Um, as you mentioned, gets back, runs on, but uh, has got Karen drawing wide. Hopefully that negates that get back runs so negates that uh, <laughs> that fact there of Karen wide, which we don't like as much on the two units podcast. But I've got a lot of time for this horse. Absolutely relishes heavy ground. Two from four on the heavy, three from four on the soft. Clearly eats it up, and and I think we'll have the last say. So so Legay Soleil at three ten for me. Uh, and a full unit salts lewd at six bucks fifty on Top Sport. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's move on to Flemington now, and mate, uh, talk talk us through what we can expect in terms of the weather. It's bloody hot at the moment, and forecast again tomorrow, but perhaps some rain on race day. Yeah, that makes it difficult, doesn't it? The the rails two meters, and that rain on race day. You know, Flemington doesn't really become rain affected until it rains during the meet. So when it hits, is obviously going to play a factor and I do expect leading to be quite difficult those running on drawn out and and settling midfield might do best that said mate I've had a look through the card you know I I love to have a bet and I I look through and and find a bet at at those three metro tracks every single Saturday really but Mm. I I can't find a bet here at Flemington I there's one that I might look at um if it if it hasn't rained by that stage You'll, you'll touch on that a bit later, but I, I found it a terribly difficult meet. There's lots of resumers. There's big fields. We're not sure about the weather, and I'm actually just going to keep my powder dry there, mate, so you can take us away. You've got one in race eight, the Bob Hoisted listed handicap over a 1,000 metres down the idle diddle. Yeah, I'm I'm siding here, so it's with a very talented five-year-old mare for Brett Kavanagh, and that's It's Me at 15 bucks and $4.40. She stepped out. Two weeks back now in Sydney in the Triscay for the first time since she won that 2020 Cosiosco. 
And the run, I thought, was full of merit. She she tracked the winner or eventual winner, which was Snap Dancer, and at the 300 thought that she was going to let down and make a real race of it. Um, obviously, the conditioning wasn't there, so the race condition wasn't there. But a massive pass mark, I reckon, for a horse that's had over 400 days out of action. Um, she's going to take plenty from that run. Brett Kavanaugh, I looked through the stats. I was really interested to see how and very, very rarely sends a horse to Flemington. Um, so first go at the straight here, McNeil's drawn four, lots of speed engaged. So should get a park in behind and and pounce late. And I just think it's a lovely one by three play in race eight. That's it's me at 15 bucks and $4.40. Yeah, right. Not many scone horses race at Flemington. Hey, it's me. I think he's saying, kiss me, kiss me. (laughs) Smart ass mother effort. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. <laughs> hey, race nine, benchmark eighty four over the mile. You like one? Yeah, it, it's you don't have to you don't have to dig too deep to find this one, Saltsy. It, it, it is Yonce, the uh, Mar trained uh, Mar trained horse. There, she, so much to like about her. She's unbeaten for career starts and the, has shown class throughout, but has also has a little bit of shit in her. So she's been tested. I think two back. She was tested at. at um, it was Caulfield caught wide and 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 just lifted off the canvas. Yeah, headed win. and fought back. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you see that in a horse, when you can see him win, give him wind burner, but also have a little bit of shit in him, mm. you really want to be with him. The draw is tricky here. He's drawn two, but Jay Allen has great relationship with the horse. He knows how to get the best out of it. I think he'll drag it back from that gate. There's a bit of speed engaged, so I think uh, – should be allowed to roll into the race, hopefully get in a three-wide line or get a card in. And, um, yeah, I think she's the best horse in the race and she's going to be winning better races than a benchmark 84, mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I just got a phone call here. Hello? Yeah, sorry. Is that Dave Eustace? Yeah, it is, mate. Okay, yep, I'll tell him. He says, hey, footy, you dickhead. It's a training partnership. <laughs> and I just don't clean the boxes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I actually went out to the uh, English digital sales on Sunday salts and just to have a, have a little look around and I was sitting in the uh, – Ma Eustace tent and they, oh, yep, yep. they were just they were just strutting around. They were oh, just, yeah. they were just dropping hundreds of thousands and just drinking stomping ground ales. And I'm like, you blokes have clocked it. I've heard stories about Kira Ma walking around the Sydney CBD with a briefcase full of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash. And maybe he's just <laughs> walking around like he's hitting a bit. <laughs> I was walking around with a wallet full of three five dollar notes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, yeah, Yods is $3.10 as well for Kieran Maher and David Eustace. It's a bit of a rooster. Uh, we got the, obviously, the Group 1 Oz Giddies, mate. Looks a fascinating addition there. And you've obviously um, said already you're not having a bet. Um, you've got, what, Luna Fox won it last year at 301 to 1, I think was the SP price. I'll tell a story about that. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was on track for that. And Tagaloa. I was next they, to you. Yeah, yeah, well, they both had come through the CS Hayes and Tagaloa busted the clock there and Luna Fox was tailed off 14 lengths or something. And tag, yeah. and he nailed Tagaloa. The blinkers gave him about 85. Oh, like I was furious. <laughs> Absolutely, like You can't win group ones at 360 to 1. That's <laughs> so good. Um well, in saying that, Salts, it's hard to get, get near in a betting sense this race. And you've got Hitotsu, who's first up and could do anything after that huge uh, derby win. <laughs> Went from 1,600 to 2,500. 
you've got Profondo in the race and from all reports is apparently Winks. With and testicles. Then, yeah. And then you've got Pinstripe, who's absolutely airborne for Enver Jasophovic. So, Salsi, do you ha- can you give the listeners any sort of insight on anyone wanting to play in the Group 1, where to go and where to put their cash? Mate, I, I can't get anywhere near it. It's of a really difficult day. This is one of the more difficult races, if not the most. We've got a full field of 18. We've got... Resumers, you know, Profondo's drawn out. We've never seen him on a track with some give in it. He looks like a superstar. He's trialed well. But first up to 1,600, same as Hitotsu, first up to 1,600. Like, if you're winning first up at 1,600 anywhere, you're a very good horse. If you're winning a group one, first up to 1,600, you're a once-in-a-generation superstar, in my opinion. Are, are one of those a once-in-a-generation superstar, potentially? Forgot you found a line, pinstripe's a line chaser. He's, he's never been beaten. I reckon Pesquero could actually win the race if he gets some cover because he led last start and if he's just held up and burst clear, yeah, I I can't get near it. It looks super, super, super difficult, but I, I'm I'm keen to watch it, of course. But yeah, yeah it's it's hard. Oh, I, I hope Profondo wins, to be honest. It'd be good for racing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like I, I like I love hype horses and I and I think Espiona, you know, albeit the, the bottomless track and all that sort of stuff hasn't sort of come on like everyone just Actually, assumed. Yeah, can I just take that back? Hmm. I, I don't hope he wins because then everyone will go off of Sydney form. I hope Pinstripe <laughs> wins because Enver Enver deserves a Group One Does. training out of Cranbourne, and I hope Pinny wins. Actually, he's the one I'll be going for. Oh, Get him. Okay. I'm going for Profondo because I love the hype. Yeah, you're a real hype man. Yeah, I am a hype man. Mm. All right, hey, let's head to Murray Bridge now. This is actually where the the bulk of the spec segment comes this week. And uh, hey, uh, spoiler alert: we are off to Adelaide next week too, Saltsy. the The units yeah. are going. The units are going to Adelaide next week. We've teed up a three units with the great man Terry McAuliffe, so we can't wait to uh, to catch up with him next week. And we'll be on we'll be on track. At the parks, I think Salts, which is yeah. from all reports, pretty much like Royal Ascot. Yeah, we'll be the only people there that aren't staff, I reckon. <laughs> all right. anyway, I, I reckon a good four or good three at Murray Bridge this weekend. I'm not sure that the fence and leading will be the place to be. In fact, I don't think it will be. But if you can dictate and get a soft time and roll off, it should be fine. And and that's going to help my first one, which I'll go through. Yeah, and your first one comes in race three. Benchmark 86 over the 1,000. Familiar speed demon lobbing here. Yeah, one of ours for David Kosh, and that's Phil and I's. <laughs> got, it couldn't cross first up, which is extraordinary because it got very fast speed. So it led and pested and didn't find the fence at 1,000 metres with 56.5 kilos. And first up last per, but actually endured a similar tough run where it couldn't find the fence, and then it... And then it um, walked in second up. There's there's absolutely zero speed underneath today. She'll be crossing and unless something drastically goes wrong in the barriers. She'll be crossing and leading up in class for this, but in with 52 kilos after the claim. And just be, you know, I don't think leading will be easy here today. But just because she finds the front so easily, she can just dictate where she's going to go um, on straightening. I think she'll be very hard to beat and too fast for him. 
So that is Phil and I's. I'm just trying to get a price here. So two bucks sixty. Two bucks sixty. Phil and I's on Top Sport, and uh, yeah, hopefully faster um, than the Sunrise Cash Cow for David Kosh as well. <laughs> uh, hey, race five salts. I've found. Uh, I've been going through the trials, and I've found a little tip in race five, which is. A Magic Millions two-year-old classic over there, over the twelve hundred, and I really like a horse called Biographer at four dollars sixty. So from the Anthony and Sam Freeman yard, uh, has the one start to his name this colt from early Feb and was bloody tough to the line. And you remember the race salts because it was yeah, beaten I by it. the eventual winner Prance and Dance, who you tipped on the show. And uh, we actually made mention of Biographer, who was really well named out of oh, yeah. I back to the um. Oh, go on, yeah, yeah, it was the name, yeah, yeah, out of precocious memory or something. Yeah, like that's it. Invincible. I yeah, think. I backed so, him too. Yeah, okay, so um, yeah. they beat third by a thousand oh, lengths. They gapped it, and yeah. hey, he since had a tune-up trial last Friday at Flemington over eight hundred. Mark Zara rode him, took him straight to the front, and it was a bloody sharp piece of work relative to the other times on the morning too. So open race. I'm surprised he isn't actually a, a favourite in this race. Has the race experience, excellent trial. Biographer, $4.60, race five for me at Muzza B. He did race like 1,200 would suit him, more mm. than 1,000. So yeah, he's keen in the yeah, early stages see. too. Yeah. Uh, let's head to race six. This is the Magic Millions, the three and four-year-olds. This is the classic for them. Set weights, 1,400, keen on one. I am, and spoiler alert for Saturday, this will be my best bet on Saturday, and I'm really keen on Lady Dunmore. I'm going to back her for 1.25 units, and she's just so well-placed under these set weights conditions. Not only she's the top-rated horse in the race with a benchmark of 80, which I don't care about, but it's it's still good good placement, but she's in flying form, which is most important, so she's flying but gets some weight relief for it, and the way she's won her past two actually says she can run out the 1,400 metres. You know, she's, she hit the line super once when she was at, at 1,300 metres. But, you know, she's been running good last 800, 600 metre fractions at 1,200, 1,250 metres her past two and, and rating really well. I, I speak about that, her being really well weighted. Well, I know Zoist was first up, but Zoist might have been first up, but she beat him hands down last start and, and gets three and a half kilos off him for beating him. So she had a really, really nice jump out between runs, just just cruised around and rates really well. Kayla Crowther on. I, I think she can park the one one and and find the middle of the track and, and win the race. Yeah, she's at five fifty. I agree with you, Salts. I find it interesting that this horse has never run at Muzzer B before and looks like a horse that would love the straight at Murray Bridge too. It's become like a bit of a Morfittville specialist. So um, just found that interesting for a horse that's been up, you know, and had a lot of starts in Adelaide that hasn't yeah, been yeah. yeah, she's got a good winning record. Yeah. Hey, let's head to race seven, benchmark 68 over the 1,200. Bit of a rough one for us? Yeah. this I'm going to back a horse called Grandma Gale. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's so shit. <laughs> Get me my walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm back in Grandma Gale, back her for half a unit. And she powered home. It was off a slow tempo over 1,100 metres first up at Morpherville, but she powered home. It was the second fastest last 200 metres of the day. And 
in terms of her overall figure, that was actually a career peak. And she's six years old, but, you know, it was only start 16. So with that was her first start having a full prep with a new stable. You know, it's not a big or successful stable, but they've had all this time with her and all of a sudden she produces a peak first up. So she can either go on with it or not. But given the price, it's the sort of run that you can bounce off. So I'm happy to play at the 23. And I just think that she can she can let down real hard down the middle of the track. 1,200 is going to suit. I The favorite here is quietly discreet. And I, I backed her first up and over 1,000 meters, and, and she won with absolute ease. She had the run, but it was brilliant. And, and she's trialed since, and the trial was exceptional. But I'm just a little concerned about – and she – if she's at her best, she'll win the race, quietly discreet. But sort of what's kept me away is she's had four weeks off after that 1,000-meter run to 1,200. And I know she trialed brilliantly in between, but she pulled up with respiratory noises from that run and, and from the stewards after that race was exhibiting signs of colic, so some sort of stomach issue or something and, and the respiratory noises. And, um, you know, she's had her issues in her in the past. I it's just not trustworthy enough at, at two bucks fifty. So happy to spec Grandma Gale for half a unit. Yeah, twenty three bucks on Top Sport for Cody Reardon, who's only got. I've just looked him up by yeah, your chat, and he's only got yeah. three or four in work at the nah, moment. Nah, exactly. So you, yeah, you got to respect and, those stables and, over there. Well, nah. Well, he's winning strike rates appalling, but I don't <laughs> think he can get this one right. Six percent's better than five. percent <laughs> Yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah, um, he's got a twenty five percent play strike rating. So he maybe a one by three. Can I tempt you? No, nah, I'll just half a unit. <laughs> I'll get you one day on him. <laughs> uh, hey, that rounds out the specs at Muzzer B. Um, quickly, just Doombin, unsure if it goes ahead. When there are sharks ending up in bunkers at golf courses, crocodiles are in the streets and houses are getting washed, KMs down the road. Racing probably does take a little bit of a, ba- a break and a back seat. But if it does go yeah. ahead, yeah, if it does go ahead, Saltsy, race nine, at Doombins and open let's let the, let's let let's let everyone guess who this is going to be <laughs> over the 1350 there's a horse here I like called Gogol and oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah mate well, fair enough too he's a winner well he handles all conditions loves winning one on good one on soft one on heavy and now he's aiming to get his first win in the Pacific Ocean and I think it's impossible to write him off so my old mate Gogol 460 race nine Doombin if it goes ahead um, moving on to Mooney Valley Friday night. Salts, you've got one here. What can we expect, though, in terms of the conditions at the Val? Yeah, well, the rail's seven metres. It was five metres last week, and uncharacteristically for being in the five-metre position, it was actually a good night to run on. But, you know, it's good weather Thursday, Friday. You know, it's hot. It's you know, The track will be dry. I know they'll water it, but it will be dry. And I can't imagine it not being an on-speed advantage with the rail being out that far. Excellent. And race three is a 1,600-metre maiden, and you like one. Yeah, I like Boars here for Chris Waller. There's a couple of stables when the blinkers go on. Um, you know, I, I should have stats to back this up, but I don't. But anecdotally... They're the, they're the best, they're yeah, the best they're the, sort of stats. <laughs> but I, the, the Chris Waller stable when blinkers go on, I, I particularly like, and and Waterhouse as well. But when Chris Waller whacks some blinkers on, they seem to have a, a quite a decent effect, and... And the market seems to find him too. This is much easier than the last start. You know, he he, he got spanked by prey to turn, but, you know, that horse had run well in a group one guineas. He's just been in races that have been run far too slow. And the race was slowly run again last start, and he got left behind when the sprint went on over 1,500 metres. But I thought he picked up and stuck on well through the line. He's on a quicker backup here. 
like I mentioned, the blinkers go on and Mark Zara takes over from Craig Williams and Craig loves, he sat outside the leader there, Craig, but he, I just hate backing him on leaders, Craig. He goes way too slow. Mark Zara on, I reckon that Mark sends him and, and if they do, I think he'd be hard to catch at the mile. And that is Boars at $4 on Top Sport. A little smash and grab for Saltsy there, Mooney Valley, Friday night. Um, well, maybe not, maybe <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, maybe there's something else coming. Uh, mate, that rounds out the specs segment for this week, which uh, means it's now time to get into our newish or new looking segment, and that's Unit of the Week. Unit. <laughs> All right, it is time for this week's Unit of the Week. And for those that didn't listen to the show last week, uh, Top Sport have been kind enough to gift us with $200 worth of bonus bets. $100 of that goes to our Unit of the Week. Another $100 goes to Horse Rescue Australia. All the winnings divided equally. And our Unit of the Week this week, Salts, is uh, a guy called Michael, I think it's pronounced Blom Blomley, Michael Blomley, and he sent in. He wanted to be unit of the week. He's come in and said, I'm the best punter in the Southern Hemisphere. Why wouldn't I be on the show? Is so that what he said? that's what he said in his um in his application. Yeah, so want to win. Michael Blomley, what do you got for us? Let's have a listen. Hey boys, thanks for having me. Honored to be called up as unit of the week for this week. Um, heading to Flemington race three number six for my bet, Rainbill. Uh, have a lot of time for this mayor who's run into plenty of bad luck over her career. Um, 69 days ago, three lengths off Morabi after being three wide, no cover. Reads pretty well for this. Rose Quartz will be hard to beat, but uh, we'll take her on. All the best. All right. Well, Michael Blomley, our unit of the week, he's gone aggressive there, Salts, hasn't he? He's gone, a, he's gone his 200 bucks on Rainbill, fixed on top sport at $8. Obviously, half of that. Uh, or 100 to go to him, 100 go to um, our Horse Rescue Australia. I'm really battling with this, aren't I, Salts, today? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I thought you had a medical issue at once. <laughs> <laughs> we might just go. It's a $200 bonus bet, and half the winnings go to Horse Rescue Australia and half go to Michael Blomley. It's a yes. great deal, and uh, good luck to Rain Bill there at race three at Flemington. It's time now for our two units our best bets from around Australia. And uh, as always, Salts, I'm going to kick things off. And the best part about this is I'm going to race three Flemington as well, which is a benchmark 90 over the 1,200. And over the top. I'm starting with Rose Quartz. Whoop, 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 whoop. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully if I don't land my best bet, we've got Michael Blomley who lands his for Horse Rescue Australia. But Rose Quartz at $2.50, absolutely low-flying this horse. She's pretty hard to ignore in this field, I think. Made a mess of them last start here over the same trip. Gets in again with 54 kilos and should be able to lead or tuck in behind Imperial Lad. So I think the class danger in the race is Superium, who ran an absolute bolter in the expressway behind Lost and Running last start. Unsure if if uh, Superium can handle the 62 kilos here, though. Uh, I think that's an eight kilo rise from that last start. And if there is any rain around, he's allergic. So Rose Quartz, $2.50. 
But if it is dry salts, if it is dry, I'm just going to have just a small play on Superium as well at 13 bucks. Um, if it is dry in race three, but my two units is Rose Quartz race three HQ on Saturday. <laughs> Salty on board. Nah, if if it's dry, if it's dry, that, that's what I mentioned before. Rose Quartz will be the only one I back. That win last start was absolutely brilliant. Last six four two was explosive, rated through the roof, handles the straight. Uh, Superior won't see what way she went if it's dry. So okay. I'll back. I'll back her. Can I ask if I just want to actually? I better tell the listeners there isn't a gun being held to Salty's head here either by a Moran brother. <laughs> yeah. It is a genuine bet, Salts. You're I didn't not under... go to bar twenty and get a pool cue across the back of my skull, but I'll... say pineapple if you're under any duress. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, mate. Over to you. What's your best bet? We're going back to Friday night. This is a Friday night best bet. As I mentioned, you know, I was keen on. Uh, Lady Dunmore on the Saturday, but this is the the most likely winner for me for the weekend. This is Mooney Valley Race Six to Phillies and Mares Benchmark Seventy over twelve hundred meters, and I like Serena here. I uh, I think she's the best of the weekend, and I'm going to back her for one and a half units. If, if she wasn't, I know she flies fresh, but she just had that one run since last April, and she bolted in at a price, but bolted in at Mornington fresh, beat maybe the best. Hands down, run a really big figure, but she's first up. I'll have one and a half units. I'm loving her work at that jump out. She had a jump out at Flemington, just idle along. It was beautiful, and then she went to Werribee and jumped out, and a little bit of a little bit of a niggle at one stage. Extended beautifully, won the jump out really well, and I really love the booking of Logan McNeil here. He's riding front runners at Mooney Valley in particular. I know he's had a few on the same horse, but. He is riding front runners really well and, and judging the tempo brilliantly. So I think he's a great booking to take three kilos off. She's drawn barrier three with no speed in the race. She'll cross to the fence, leads them for fun, and her best will win the race. Her best will simply win the race. So she looks like she's going really well at the jump outs and trials. So if she can replicate that on, on race day, she'll win, and, and I'm keen to back her. That's Serena at four bucks on yeah, top that, sport. That's a bloody good price. Salty's be, best be getting that. Yep. Hey, I will say something funny. <laughs> There's a horse <laughs> in this race called Sunrise Ruby, who's trained by our great mate, Mitchell Beer. And I messaged, Salts, Mitch and I have a group chat. It's called Face Tats from the time <laughs> that Mitch nearly got killed by a guy with a face tattoo. <laughs> and uh, I messaged Face Tats and I said, because I was looking at this race too, and I actually wanted to find Serena and just looking at some dangers. I said, hey, Mitch, how's uh sunrise ruby tracking along is she going okay and salts writes back doesn't realize it's a group chat and he goes nah serena's my two units play nah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realize it was in the group chat and he's just sent mitch beer sending a horse from aubrey and he sent it packing on him <laughs> yeah uh, i've seen better trials from sunrise ruby so <laughs> oh read the room salts yeah sorry yeah. mitch Brilliant. Uh, mate, We've uh, that rounds out the two units, which means that rounds out our show for this week. Hey, good luck to everyone uh, who's having a punt. As always, please gamble responsibly. We'll be back next week for another big show. And uh, Salt, so I'll hopefully see you across the weekend because I notice you're wearing some two units podcast merch at the moment, and I don't have any of my hands on that. It's an yeah. absolute T-shirt. It's good, mate. They're absolute T-shirts. We've got a few, so we'll, we'll be putting details about how and, and when to get those up 
within the next week, aren't we? That's an absolute treat. Put me in for a tight, tight medium. No, tight medium. <laughs> You're a rash fest, mate. <laughs> Have a good one. Soil. you.